Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of the NFL Digest. It's your girl, Nora Natish, and you guys know how your girl gets down. A little housekeeping stuff, your girl under the weather, you know, she had a little bit too much fun Halloween, you know, it'd be like that sometimes, but I'm not missing an episode for you guys. So, you guys know each week I pick five t- games to talk about, and we get to it, honey, right? That's how we do it. So we're going to go with our number one game. Well, actually, it's not number one game. It's just number one for this. Um, we're talking about week eight of the NFL. Let's talk about the Bills and Dolphins game. Now, there was no confusion here. We knew the Bills were going to win this game. We know how bad the Dolphins are. Dolphins are one and seven, and the Bills are five and two. We kind of knew how this game was going to go. But let's get to it anyway. So Josh Allen, he threw for 290, sorry, 49 yards, completed 29 out of 42 of the attempts. He had two touchdowns while Tua threw for 205 yards, completed 21 out of 39 of the attempts and had one interception. Yikes. For rushing, our rushing leaders are Miles Gaskin with 12 carries for 36 yards. While Josh Allen also was our lead rusher, he had eight carries for 55 yards and one touchdown. Cole Beasley was our lead receiver for the Bills with 10 receptions for 110 yards. While while Devontae Parker was um, the lead receiver for the Dolphins with eight receptions for 85 yards. This game... Let's just be real. It was Bills domination. The Bills pretty much ran the game. However, the second quarter was very slow for everybody. But that is the first time the Dolphins hit the end zone. And they didn't touch it again until the fourth quarter. So if we're going to get to it, let's get into it. So the first the first, first quarter, Tyler Bask, the 57-yard field goal, put in the Bills up 3-0. to zero. That is the only time anybody touched the end zone in the first quarter. Boring. In the second quarter, we have Jason Sanders kicked a 51-yard field goal, tying the game up 3-3. Three to three. So going into halftime, we have a tied game, and we know it's a heavy defensive game because they shut down everybody's offense. So if you're watching, if you were watching this game, you're like, I am bored. Because... That's what happens with defensive games. They're kind of boring. However, in the third quarter, um, Josh Allen threw an eight-yard pass to Gabriel Davis, which resulted in a touchdown. Then Tyler Bass kicked extra point, making it 10-3. Again, still anybody's game. But that was the only time somebody touched the end zone in the third quarter. So again, the defenses were on top of the game. Now let's get to the fourth. This is when things get a little bit interesting because Josh Allen threw a 19-yard pass to Stephon Diggs, which resulted in a touchdown at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Tyler Bass kicked an extra point, making it 17-3. to Tua had a one-yard run, and he was resulted in a touchdown. He also went for the two-point conversion, and he passed. He threw a pass to Mike um, 
Gazeki. And that two point conversion was good. We have a ball game, y'all. It was 11 to 17. However, with three minutes, 29 seconds left in the clock, Tyler Bass hit a 39 yard field goal, which made it 20 to 11. And the Dolphins were not able to get their offense back in motion to get it together because then Josh Allen threw, sorry, he had a seven yard run. It was a minute and seven seconds left on the clock, which made it 26 to 11. And that was the end of the Bulls of Miami game. The um, next game we're going to talk about, another heavy defensive game was Steelers and Browns. I did not see this game going this way. And there's a lot going on in football with trades and people are not happy on their teams. So we're not going to get into that part right now, but we're going to talk about this game because Baker Mayfield threw for 225 yards, completed 20 out of 31 of his attempts, while Ben Roslenberger threw for 266 yards, completed 22 out of 34 attempts, and had one touchdown. Big Ben had a pretty decent game, while Najee Harris... He had 26 carries for 91 yards and one touchdown. Nick Chubb had 16 carries for 61 yards. Jarvis Landry, you guys know it, Juice, had um, five receptions for 65 yards. While um, Dante Johnson, he had six receptions for 98 yards. Again, another huge defensive game. Those who like the people who are more of a I enjoy defense games. You definitely like this game because these defenses are not to play with. And you guys know my boo thing, Miles Garrett, is on the Browns defense, and he is not somebody to play with, Mr. Grim Reaper, okay? So let's talk about it. And so pretty much the first half, we went tied 3-3. Three three. Let's get to it. Chase McLoin hit a 30-yard field goal in the first quarter, putting the Browns on the board 3-0. to zero. That was the only time anybody's touched the end zone for the first quarter, period, both teams. And then the second quarter, Chris Boswell kicked a 31-yard field goal with um at the pretty much towards the middle of the um second quarter and tied the game up three to three. So that's how he went into halftime. Now let's get to the third quarter. We have Ernest Johnson had a 10-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Chase McLoin kicked, um, McLoin kicked the extra point, making it 10-3. And towards the end of the third quarter, Najee Harris had an 8-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. The Steelers were trying to go for the two-point conversion, but they were unsuccessful, making it 9-10. And this was the Browns game to win it. However, in the first part of the fourth quarter, um, Ben Roslerberger threw a two-yard pass to Pat um, Fermier, Fermier. I'm going with that. And he got a touchdown. They also went for the two-point conversion, and it was unsuccessful again. They were not able to convert. This was the Browns game to win it. However... That offense was not doing what needed to be done to handle business because that touchdown happened pretty much at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They had a whole fourth quarter to come back, and all you needed was two field goals or one touchdown. 
offense was not offensing, plays were not clicking, team was not vibing, which resulted with the Browns losing to the Steelers 10-15. to Our next game was a blowout. And I'm only talking about it because it's the NFC East. And... Yeah. So it's the Eagles-Lions game. So we already know one thing. We know the Lions are bad. We're not confused about the Lions being bad. They're 0-8. They are absolute flaming trash. However, Jalen Hurst did not have a fantastic game. He did do a... He did not throw that many yards. He only threw for 103 yards and completed 9 out of 15, 14 of completions. However, this was a very good game for the Eagles. Very, very good game. Um, While well, I just, uh, just gave you guys Jalen's stats, um, Jared, Jared Goff, he threw for 222 yards, completed 25 at 34 of the attempts. Um, Hertz also was the leading rusher with seven carries for 71 yards. Um, Wow. That, um. Sorry, not Dante. DeAndre. DeAndre. Oh, DeAndre. Boy, come on. DeAndre Swift. <laughs> he had 12 carries for 27 yards. TJ Henderson had 10 receptions for 89 yards. While Dallas Goldberg had six receptions for 72. This game was just bananas. The Eagles were just doing what they had. They were handling business. And I just feel bad because if anything, you guys notice this. Once Jared Goff left the Rams, oh, don't get I can't wait to talk about the Rams. But as he left the Rams, it kind of shows who was the problem here. And Jared Goff is just not a good leader. Let's be real. The line's just not good. This is a bad situation. If I was him, I'm just pissed off because I am not where I need to be. So let's get to it. In the first quarter, um, Boston Scott had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicked the extra point, putting the Eagles up 7-0. In the second quarter, Elliott had kicked the 43-yard field goal, putting the Eagles up 10-0. And then Jordan Howard had a four-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicked the extra point, making it 17-0. That's how we went into the half. So the Lions have not even touched the end zone. Not even smelled the end zone. No, nowhere near. They're not there. In the third quarter, Boston Scott had a three-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. And the extra point was good by um, Jake Elliott, which made it 24-0. Jordan Howard had a two-yard run, which resulted in the touchdown. And... Jake Elliott kicked the extra point, making it 31-0. And literally, the Eagles got the ball right back because with a minute and nine seconds on the clock, Darius Slay had a return, return to fumble for 33 yards and scored a touchdown. Um, Jake Elliott kicked the extra point, making it 38-0. At this point, I don't want to play anymore. Like, I, feel like, I felt like I was watching a college game here. And that's sad because these are professionals. But the Lions are all dysfunctional. They're, they're a very dysfunctional team. They are, perp- they, I feel like they are preparing themselves for the number one pick of the draft. And, you know, I'm not mad at you because you're like, shoot, we're trash. I might, we might as well get ready for the draft because it's no, 
is boring. So in the fourth quarter, Elliot kicked the 26-yard field goal in the top purpose being the fourth quarter, making it 41 to 0. Then here we go. Here we got something here. Cause then Jamar Jefferson had an eight-yard run and scored a touchdown. However, the Lions were not able to make good two-point conversion, so they failed at that. And then to end the game, Elliott kicked a 41-yard field goal with a minute and 49 seconds left, making it 44-6 Eagles. This game just shows that, wow, the, the Lions are bad. And two, yikes. Some of these teams are, it's like the division between who has the skill and talent to who does it is just out. It's great astronomical how different the teams are because the Lions shouldn't be this bad, but they are atrocious. And well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we got two more teams to go. And I can tell you right now, we're going we're going down south to good old New Orleans. And then, you know, I ain't talking about the Giants game. But then we're going to go to the West Coast to talk about the Cardinals. So we'll be right back. Hey, 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 welcome back again. If you're somebody interested in starting your own podcast and don't know where to start, you definitely gonna need, need to go download Anchor. Anchor is the spot where you can not only record your podcast, edit your podcast, add effects, add sound, publish your podcast, but it's all for free. You could do all of that for free. Why would you not pick free, okay? To start your podcast, especially when you're starting out. Come on now. All you gotta do is download Anchor or go on anchor.com and start your podcast. And once you down, once you submit your podcast, in it gets distributed to a variety of different podcast generators, where you, such as Spotify, Apple, and even Anchor themselves. So you are the only one stopping you from having your own podcast. It's that easy, boom, and all for free. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. We're going to talk about the Buccaneers and the Saints. I owe New Orleans an apology. My second home, well, I guess my third home. No, my second home, I'll call it what it is. My second home told me to shut up this down because they're right. The Saints beat the Bucks 36 to 27. Yes, it was a crucial pick six in at the game. Yes, yes, yes. But. We have to give credit where credit is due. So let's go with our leaders of the game. Trevor Simeon, he threw for 156, 59 yards, completed 16 out of 29 attempts and had one touchdown. Tom Brady threw for 375 yards, completed 28 out of 40 attempts. He had four touchdowns and two dreadful interceptions. Giovanni Bernard, he had two carries for 30 yards, while Alvin, Alvin Kamara, Kamara, sorry, y'all, um, he had 16 um, carries for 61 yards and one touchdown. Kevin White had one reception for 38 yards, while Chris Goodwin had eight receptions for 140 yards and one touchdown. While we're talking about the Saints, we got, we 
forgot to mention the fact that Mark Ingram will be back in New Orleans. So that is going to definitely help the Saints offense a little bit. But however, they take a huge loss because Michael Thomas has been injured again while he's preparing to come back and he will not be back this season. When um, the Saints all take another huge loss because they lose Jameis Winston for the remainder of the season with a injury as well. Um, before Jameis left, he had um, he threw for 56 yards, completed six out of ten of his attempts, um, and he had one touchdown before he left. But we're going to descend prayers to Jameis Winston and um, Michael Thomas that they heal as quickly as possible, but heal as properly as possible, so they can be, of course, an asset to their sport when they return. So let's get to this nitty gritty game here. Okay, so the first quarter, Chris Good, um, Goodwin caught a 12-yard pass from Tom Brady, which resulted in a touchdown. Ryan Sucko kicked the extra point, which made it 7-0. With two minutes and 39 seconds left on the clock, um, Traquan Smith caught a 16-yard pass from Jameis Winston, which resulted in a touchdown. Brian Johnson kicked the extra point, making it tie game 7-7. So in the second quarter, the Saints handled that business because Brian Johnson kicked a 23-yard field goal, putting the Saints up 10-7. Um, Trevor Simeon threw a one-yard pass to Alex um, Armin. I'm going to go Armin. Arma. Let's go with that one. And it resulted in a touchdown. Brian um, Johnson's extra point kick was no good, making it 16-7 for the half. In the third quarter, at the beginning, Alvin Kamar had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown, and Brian Johnson kicked extra point, making it 23-7. At this point, Buccaneer fans started to get a little bit nervous because this is looking real bad here because the Saints defense has never been something to play with, okay? However, Giovanni Bernard caught a seven-yard pass from Tom Brady, which resulted in a touchdown. Ryan Suggles' kick was good, making it 14-23. to uh, Mike Evans caught a 41-yard pass from Brady with a minute and 15 seconds left in the third quarter, and which resulted in a touchdown. Ryan Suggles kicked the extra point, making it 21-23. We got a ball game here, folks, because now we're back in the fourth quarter. Brian Johnson kicked a 35-yard field goal, which was good, making it 26 to 21. Um, Cyril um, Grayson caught a 50-yard pass from Tom Brady, making it 27 to 26. However, they went for the two-point conversion, and it was no good. So right now, this is anybody's game because a minute and. 41 seconds left on the clock. Um, Brian Johnson kicked a 23-yard field goal, putting the Saints up 29-27. Brady was charging down that field, however, through a crucial interception that P.J. Williamson capitalized on because he took it back for 40 yards and resulted in a touchdown. And Brian Johnson kicked extra point, making it 36-27, and that was the end of the game. 
shout out to Saints because again, I was not I was not a believer. I did not think it was gonna happen. However, they shut the Bucks down and showed that the Bucks defense is so weak. They're weak. They could not they could not take care of the Saints. And there's a lot being exposed in this game. Um, before we talk about the Norris game of the week, we're going to just mention the fact that the Rams are now the scariest team in the NFL. They have Von Miller. They have Jalen Ramsey. And they have Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald looks like a Mack truck. And that's coming at you at full speed. Ouch, 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 ouch. So, Shout out to the Rams for their upgrade. They got upgraded. Shout out, also shout out to the Cowboys for their victory over the Vikings by um, being the Vikings 20 to 16 because that was, I was not going to lie. I didn't think the Vikings were, I didn't think the Cowboys were going to win that game. I didn't. And not having um, Dak in, but having, you know, they had Cooper rushing. I, they just showed that they are well. They we were the elite team in the NFC East, but the Cowboys got some movement going on. But let's get to Norris game of the week, which was the game that started out the week. This game was probably the best game in football um, this so far this year. This is probably my favorite football game I watched this year because I knew this was going to be a good game: the Packers versus the Cardinals. Man, you guys already know when the Giants fail me in every possible way, I am a Packer girl. I love me some Aaron Rodgers. He is my favorite quarterback. You guys already know that. We don't need a backstory. However, Kyle Murray, I love watching this kid play. Ooh, I love watching this kid play. Okay. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. I have been a fan of Kyle Murray since he was at Oklahoma. So I am really, really excited. When I see a play, and I just feel like the Cardinals are such a solid team that they got they got nothing but greatness coming their way. However, they were defeated by who I believe the best quarterback right now, Aaron Rodgers. Mister 30, 37 seconds, he gets handled that business in thirty seven seconds. Okay, so let's get to it. So Aaron Rodgers, he threw for 184 yards, completed 22 out of 37 of his attempts, and had two touchdowns. Kyle Murray threw for 274 yards, completed 22 out of 33 of his attempts, and had two interceptions that were hurtful interceptions. Oof, bad interceptions, y'all. Let's continue with the Cardinals. Chase Edmonds um, was the lead rusher with seven carries for 30 yards, while A.J. Dillon, was the lead rusher with 60, 16 carries for 78 yards. Aaron Jones, stepping up, had seven receptions for 61 yards, while DeAndre Hopkins had two receptions for 66 yards. Let's just put this in context, y'all. The Packers, at the time, they were 6-1. Cardinals were 7-0. Yeah, the, and the Packers had no receivers. Mm-mm. It's a mess. It's, it's a mess in Green Bay right now. And also, prayers for Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully, he, you know, of course, I hope he um, recovers from his COVID nineteen. Hope he has a uh, very safe recovery and continues to stay quarantined because it's very, it's very serious. COVID is very, very serious. 
It's, but um, yeah, nothing. Everyone's like, "Yo, they ain't, the Packers ain't gonna win this game. This is the Cardinals, easy." Never doubt elite quarterbacks. I that's why I'll never go against. Brady. I'll never doubt against Brady. I'll never doubt against Aaron Rodgers. I just won't. I, at some point, you, you know, if you they they fail you, you're just like it's charge to the game because those people I, I just don't go. I don't doubt them. I just don't. So in this game. Cardinals were came out heavy the first quarter. However, the Packers bounced back in the second, and then we had an even ball game all the way to the end. But let's get to it. Defenses play well. Offenses play well. Great football here. So in the first quarter, Chris um, Chase Edmonds had an 11-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Matt Pryor kicked the extra point putting the Cardinals up 7-2-0. In the second quarter, Aaron Jones had a two-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Mason Crosby kicked the extra point, making it 7-7. With six minutes and 24 seconds left on the clock, Mason Crosby kicked a 21-yard field goal, making it 10-7. Both defenses were shutting down these quarterbacks. They were handling the business all game. So we're going to halftime 10-7, we're coming out swinging because Randall Cobb caught a two-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers, which resulted in a touchdown. Mason Crosby kicked the extra point, making it 17-7. However, James um, Conner had a two-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Matt Pryor kicked the extra point, making it 14-17. In the fourth quarter, Randall Cobb kicked, um, no, wow, I kicked, caught a six-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers, which resulted in a touchdown. Mason Crosby kicked the extra point, made it 24 to 14. James Conner had a nine yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. And Aaron and Mike, wow, Matt Kreider kicked the extra point, making it 21 24. Now, this is when things get crazy. The Packers marched down the field. They're at the one yard line, could not convert. They could not score a point. It was crazy. It was all four and out. It could not crush that threshold. It was crazy. They could not cross the threshold. And this was at that point. This is the Cardinals win. This is the Cardinals game. If you're watching, you're like, yeah, Cardinals got this. I even tweeted, yeah, Cardinals got this. That's it. However, Kyle Murray, it's a big day, kid. On the big stage, things happen. Kyle Murray threw a crucial interception in the end zone. And that is how this game ended. This game has you biting your fingernails, not me, but biting your fingernails or being at your seat or a pizza nails all the way to the end because literally that was the last play in the game. It was the Cardinals game to win. If AJ Green turned around on time, the Cardinals would be 8-0. But homie did not. Homie did not. And that is how the Packers won this game. Fantastic football. Oh, it was just amazing to watch. It gave you everything you needed. It gave you action, drama, suspense. Everything was there for this game because, oof, fantastic football. 
So, guys, that is this week's NFL Digest. But I'm going to quickly give you guys my week nine picks. So, we got Thursday night, or after this, of course, you have the Jets versus the Colts. I am going to go with the Colts on this one. I know everybody's excited about the Jets. The Jets beat the Bengals. That's exciting. Yeah. Anyway, so that goes Sunday. <laughs> we got the Browns versus the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Hmm. I'm going to go with the Browns. I think they're a better team, even though they got a lot of drama with my band OBJ over there. But I'm going to go with the Browns. The Broncos versus the Cowboys. Cowboys, y'all. Cowboys. Um, Texas versus the Dolphins. That's the battle of trash. We are officially ran into the battle of trash. And when it comes to the battle of trash, I am going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. They are trash, but they are, I think, a little bit better than the Texans. The Falcons versus the Saints. Let's, go, let's be real. Saints. Um, the Raiders versus the Giants. Jet the Giants fan. I'm always going to pick the Giants. Always, always going to pick them. See how it turns out. As an analyst, Raiders. You know what? The Raiders got a lot of drama. They are 5-2, Raiders. But as a Giants fan, Giants. Giants. Patriots versus the Panthers. I'm going with the Patriots. Sam Darnold is a hot mess, and I you just can't rely on Sam Darnold. Bills versus the Jaguars. If the Bills lose to the Jaguars, I have a million questions. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Vikings versus the Ravens. Ravens. Chargers versus the Eagles. That might be an interesting game. That can go either way. Since I'm going to use my analytical brain, I'm going to go with the Chargers for this game. But Jalen Hurts can't surprise you and win this game. Just going to be frank about it. Packers versus the Chiefs. As we all know, Aaron Rodgers is out. They have no receivers. Um, who are we like? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you're like, ah, I just don't know. I'm going to go the since. Since the, the Chiefs are just so unpredictable, but the Packers have nobody, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I feel like they're, this, is their, this is their comeback game. This is the game that bounces the back because that game with the Giants was ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So that's why I'm, I didn't even mention it in my, my, my NFL Digest. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs for this game now. Cardinals versus the 49ers. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Texans versus the Rams. I'm going with that crazy Rams. Ooh, if I am Ryan Tannehill, I'm just scared going to be a hit left and right. I feel like they're going to make him a rag, dog. I'll be honest. And our Monday, that's our Sunday night football game. That's the, I'm telling you guys, Texas and Rams, a Sunday night football game is going to be so fire. I can't wait. I can't wait to know that. For our Monday night football game, it's going to be the Bears versus the Steelers. I think. I think Justin Fields is going to pull out this win, so I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears over the Steelers for the Monday night game. And, y'all, that is your NFL Digest for today. Thank you all that tuned in to everything I've been doing last week. Um, my uh, foundation has something coming coming up. We are going to do um, get prepared for the holidays. We're going to be helping some people. We're going to be blessing some areas. We're going to do some blessings. 
but that's what we're gonna do for the holidays um those that know me know that i'm going to have a large clothing donation me and my um my number two and my foundation we're going to donate a lot of clothes to help clothe the homeless and we're also going to do something in the realm of a food drive for thanksgiving i me and some of my um, teammates will be working at different food pantries to help give back to the community for thanksgiving and for um, our holidays uh, event we will be adopting um a family and we're going to provide them with gifts for christmas and yes it's all going to be magical and beautiful and i'm very excited about it but that's just what she does right so you guys take care take stay blessed stay happy stay safe and remember to keep those masks on and protect yourself from this virus also the flu is here those of you who are like me who stay getting jammed up with get, catching a cold be careful out here you got covid you got the flu you got bronchitis just be careful loves until next time your girl is out Bye.